Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to a special edition of the Fantasy Warfare Tournament. We are doing this, we haven't done one for a bit, but today is going to be for our ALS uh, show as part of the Wrestling with ALS weekend. Our show is going to be on Sunday, so thank you for being a part of the whole weekend and raising funds for ALS. So uh, this is Fantasy Warfare Tournament. We're going to look at sort of odd couples in wrestling uh, tag teams Somewhat like what have we seen with Jericho and Big Show. Uh, we currently have Omos and AJ Styles and the current Raw Tag Team Champions, uh, RK Bro. So superstars that are great individually and somehow made it together as a tag team. Some were good, some were successful, some were not. I have 16 matchups or 16 teams in eight matchups for the first round. And we're going to break it down and see who comes out on top. But to do that, we have to have a panel, and I'm going to first welcome in Kieran, and he is in Northampton in the UK. He's part of the KJPW podcast. How are you, Kieran? I'm good, thank you. Glad to be back on another one of these. Obviously, as we discussed off air, I did the WrestleMania main events for the title one. I think it was around WrestleMania season. I really enjoyed that, so I couldn't wait to jump on this and for such a great cause as well. Yeah, exactly. So I want to thank you for being a part of this. And as a veteran, you're going to be in the seat number two uh, for this one. And we're bringing in a new person for this uh, round. And that's Matt over in Stoke, UK. And he's part of the KWO Wrestling Podcast. How are you, Matt? Hey, Sean. Good to be on. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. Uh, we're part of the Johnners Podcasting Network, and it's uh, great to be able to collaborate with each other, and especially for a great cause as part of the Wrestling uh, with ALS weekend. So uh, as I described, we have 16 tag teams that were made up of individuals who were great by themselves, but then became a team. Before I show the video in the bracket, any thoughts on the uh, matchups that we're going to be uh, breaking down? Kieran? There are some very, very interesting ones, especially the ones that I cover myself. And I'm looking forward to some of the other ones that you guys are covering as well. And just to get your opinions on what you think they were as success as a team when, and as individuals as well. Excellent. And Matt, your thoughts on this bracket? The, there's a couple of matchups, especially in the middle, get really juicy. Um, so, yeah, really excited about them. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what side we all pick on uh, for this. And that's why we do it as a uh, three or odd numbers uh, all the time so that there's no tiebreakers needed and there could be some debate going on. But to uh, let everybody else know what we're going to be uh, judging on, here's the quick video of the odd uh, couple tag teams.
as you saw there in that video, there is a lot of star power in this uh, tag team division of uh, odd couples. So looking at the brackets, I'll bring it up right now. Matchup number one is going to be New Age Outlaws taking on Jericho. The Outsiders taking on Money, Inc. Twin Towers against Two Dudes with Attitude. Owen Hurt and the Bulldog against DIY. DX being Shawn Michaels and Triple H taking on Team Hell No. The Mega Powers taking on the two-man power trip. The Bar against the Rock and Sock Connection. And the final matchup is going to be Brothers of Destruction against Miz and Morrison. So that is quite the uh, lot of gold involved in these. And we'll uh, start off with matchup number one. And that's uh, mine. So we have uh, the New Age Outlaws uh, taking on Jericho. And that graphic didn't work out as I hoped. Uh, New Age Outlaws uh, were debuted together in October 1997 and were active in 97 to 2000, 2006 to 2008, and 2012 to 2019. They were also known as the James Gang and Voodoo Mafia in... Uh, TNA Wrestling, and they held six WWE Tag Team Championships altogether, a PWI Tag Team of the Year in 1998, and were both inducted into the Hall of Fame for WWE in 2019 as part of D-Generation X. They're taking on Jericho, which con consisted of Chris Jericho and The Big Show. Now, they debuted uh, together in uh, July 26, 2009, Jericho was uh, replacing uh, Edge in that uh, tag team match, and they went on to uh, hold the titles uh, during that time. They were active from 2009 to 2010, again in 2012, 2014, and 2016. And they won a Slammy for the Tag Team of the Year in 2009. Now, looking at these two uh, things, if you saw them as individuals, Possibly Jericho would surpass New Age Outlaws. There's no uh, world titles involved there. They're only mid-card titles. And over on Jericho, you have multiple-time uh, world championships. But we're talking about tag teams. And for two guys who were supposed to be nowhere and decide to get together, because uh, at one point uh, we had Rhodey and Rockabilly, going absolutely nowhere, and they formed this uh, New Age Outlaws team. I have to go with New Age Outlaws. So, Kieran, it's your uh, pick. Again, I couldn't agree more. If you look at solo capability, it's Big Show and Jericho all, all day. Look at what they've done in their careers. I mean, from WCW all the way to the WWF now, they're both over in AEW as well, and they're going through their careers solo-y together as well. They seem to kind of follow each other slightly as they go through their careers. Um, I think the only place they haven't been together is ECW at the same time. Um, so, yeah, for me, because it's based purely on tag team for this discussion, I'm going New Age Outlaws as well. Excellent. So New Age Outlaws will advance with a vote of two, but Matt, is it a clean sweep? Oh, absolutely a clean sweep. Uh, when I first got into wrestling back in like the late 90s, New Age Outlaws were probably the dominant tag team back then because it was before the Hardys and the Dudleys kind of came in. And like you said, they were two guys going absolutely nowhere and they've kind of been magnetized to each other since up until 
barely decided he didn't want to work with WWE anymore very recently. So, and working yeah. over at that piss ant company. <laughs> this so is actually, a show on YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Uh, so, yeah, thanks. Uh, that's going to be a 3 nothing victory for the New Age Outlaws advancing. Kieran, you get the next matchup. All right. So as you can see here, we've got the Outsiders versus Money Inc. A uh, very interesting match I thought I had to break down here. I quite enjoyed it. Obviously, as you can see, Outsiders were formed with Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Uh, obviously, as you all know, they are part of some of the biggest movements in the business with the NWO when they went to WCW and invaded with Hogan. Um, they also debuted as a team together in 1996. Uh, they went on to win cumulatively, accumulatively through their time in WCW six title tag team title reigns across all of them between all of the members of NWO. It was kind of hard to track who won what and where. There was loads of tag outs and like a massive freebird rule based around that at the time. So it's hard to actually distinguish who were the original champs at the time. And they're going against. Money Inc., who you can see were part um, a team made up of IRS and Ted DiBiase. They debuted together in 1992, where they went on to win the tag team titles three times, beating teams like LOD, Natural Disasters, and Steiner Brothers. Interesting fact: when they did a uh, tag team of the year, uh, tag team of history tour, uh, tournament in 2003. PWI voted them as the 61st team in history at that time. So for me on this one, again, it's a case of it's four people that were individually amazing together. Um, getting put together, I believe the gimmick of IRS and Ted DiBiase was kind of a bit of a, it was kind of a forced team because the names kind of worked together with Ted DiBiase being the million dollar man and IRS obviously being very, very bad people to take our money away. Um, so I thought that was kind of a team of circumstance at the time. Obviously, they did go and they beat some of the some of the greatest things. I mean, you can't say LOD isn't up there with one of the greatest tag teams of all time. And to beat them for their first tag team titles is a huge coup for them and for the WWF at the time. Um, but obviously, for me, I'm going to have to go with the Outsiders just for the sheer fact of together they worked well. And I believe as well that they should get some credit for being part of the biggest movement that forced the Attitude Era to come along with the NWO as well. Excellent. Uh, Matt, your yeah, pick. Uh, yeah, I went with the Outsiders as well. Um, in the same kind of vein that uh, Billy and Road Dog have this kind of magnetism, this chemistry that kept them together, not only in the company that they debuted together, but elsewhere, uh, Hall and Nash, They've got that in abundance. Like it, it feels weird seeing Nash without Hall and vice versa. Um, I'm not the biggest money ink guy, so this was one of the easier votes for me. I can appreciate what they did, but it's kind of out of my era of enjoying wrestling, so it was it was easier for me to go. Yeah, the Outsiders for this one. Yeah, I was a fan of Money Inc., especially Ted DiBiase and everything he did as an individual. It worked out well as a tag team, but you got to go with the outsiders. It's going to be a clean sweep. What Kieran kind of missed out on, and possibly people don't realize, is a couple times before they, when they were in WCW, before going to WWF, 
they teamed together Diamond Stud and Vinny Vegas or Diamond Stud and Oz a couple times, and they're part of the uh, Diamond Dallas Page uh, faction. So they've I had did, a I lot did, of time. I, I, I did see that, but I thought we were focusing more on when they primarily came out. So Outsiders was when they primarily were kind of forced together and put on the main stage. That's why I kind of slipped past that sort of information. It's all good. Okay, so matchup number three, Matt, it's yours. Yes, so I got the Twin Towers, uh, the team of Akeem and Big Boss Man. Uh, they got together in 1988, disbanded in 1990. Uh, never really had a title run, from what I can see. Um, but they were two big dudes that kind of got over with very distinct gimmicks in their time frames. Arguably... Especially one gimmick doesn't look so good looking back in 2021, but that is what it is. Um, two talented big guys, though. And they went up against uh, two dudes with attitude, who, again, probably two of the biggest single stars of the era, Shawn Michaels and Diesel. Uh, they got together in 93, they were together in 94, 95, then got back in 02 and 03. Uh, two-time WWF Tag Team Champions, as well as individual singles success for both of them. Uh, it's Heartbreak Kid and Big Sexy. They knew how to milk that for all it was worth back back in that kind of mid-90s time. Uh, again, I'm probably quite biased because I didn't really follow wrestling when the Twin Towers were a thing. In fact, I wasn't born when the Twin Towers were a thing. So, uh, it's I've had to go back with like hindsight and watch, and I can see the talented big guys for the time, but compared to the big guys we've got now, it just kind of pale in comparison. Shawn Michaels is one of the best wrestlers of all time. Him and Kevin Nash had fantastic chemistry. They've got the gold to back it up. I'm going with two dudes with attitude in setting up a Kevin Nash be Kevin Nash thing. Yeah, I totally agree with everything you said there. I, though, was born uh, when the Twin Towers are around. I loved uh, Bossman when he first came in, his uh, size and everything. It's just really odd these two images uh, and characters trying to be together. And if it wasn't for uh, Slick, they probably would not have uh, done anything together. They were great uh, competition for the Mega Powers, but that's about it. No titles to their name. And broke up and even had a quick loss. Bossman took out Akeem in under two minutes of WrestleMania 6. So, doesn't say much for them. Shawn Michaels and uh, Diesel can't go wrong with them. Uh, even though good friends, better enemies. as uh, that one pay-per-view had. I'm going with them. Is it a clean sweep, Kieran? It is. You do kind of have to go for HBK and Diesel. Just mainly because in their era, they were the forefront of everything. Uh, going into the WrestleMania match, uh, I think it was Brett and Sean at one of the events, and they were going in together as a team together there, and just the build-up around those two and the chemistry they had bailed around each other. I think that was amazing. Obviously, they are part of probably the greatest group of friends in wrestling history as the Click. Yeah, you don't. Uh, you always hear about uh, wrestlers saying, "If you can count your." Friends on one hand, you're perfect, you know, and these guys definitely stuck together. And all because Shawn Michaels saw uh, Vinny Vegas on WCW TV and called them up. 
and yeah. he faked retiring just to go be with Sean. That brings us on to our next matchup, which our family, in this case, the Owen Hart and the Bulldog, taking on DIY. Uh, so we have Owen and the Bulldog. They obviously are part of the uh, Hart family, but they debuted as a team in March 31st, 96, at WrestleMania 12, and were uh, a team until September 97. They have one tag team uh, championship uh, together, and they did fight each other for the uh, first European championship, which uh, Bulldog won. Great tag team. They're taking on DIY, which is Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. They debuted as a tag team in August uh, 2015, active in 15 to 17, and then again in 19 to 20 after having a huge blow up uh, feud against each other. There was at least the best of three, if not more, that they uh, battled with each other. During that time, they also were one-time tag team uh, champions for NXT. They had the match of the year uh, for 2016 uh, in NXT with the Revival. I love Bulldog. I love Owen. I don't know anything rememberable other than the fact that they were family and tagging together. Everything with Johnny Gargano and Ciampa, so much uh, history with them being best friends, uh, wedding and all that, and the tag team match with uh, the Revival. Yeah, I got to go with DIY. Kieran? Uh, I would go the same with DIY, but I just want to say when I saw that bracket, and obviously seeing the technical ability behind all four of those guys, that is a match I would want to see from both teams in prime. And I would pay good money to see that. If WWE could have booked that, if they could just hold off, and but that would have been one hell of a match, like rival DIY sort of caliber match, in my honest opinion. And that's why this is uh, fantasy warfare, because imagine but if these two teams did go against each other, and that it could be, Almost like DIY against the revival. But it would have been amazing. It just would have been amazing. So, Matt, is it a clean sweep or is Owen and Dog getting a vote? No, this is another clean sweep, I'm afraid. The mm-hmm. uh, DIY again, I kind of took a gap from wrestling. I came back and Gargano and Champa were part of what got me into NXT in the first place. The story from DIY to the breakup and then the manipulation of Champa to Gargano and the kind of reformation of DIY during the Champa heel turn. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal storytelling. Incredible chemistry together. Just... And that's what's lacking right now is a good yeah. storytelling. And exactly. they were able to do it. So matchup number five, Kieran. Right, matchup number five, I've got DX versus Hell No. I just want to be clear that this is DX, just Shawn Michaels and Triple H, and not the whole of DX altogether, because otherwise this would be a completely different outcome. So we've got Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Obviously, these are two of the greatest single wrestlers of all time. As you know, they're already in the Hall of Fame with DX already. Uh, together, they did win two tag team titles. Uh, they did win one in WWF and they did win one as WWE. They debuted as a tag team in August 1997. They were kind of the people that started off the Attitude Era in the WWE, being the standouts for people that just got a bit of an edge to them and sticking it to the boss. And I believe there's many, many times where we've all thought to 
any one of our bosses the old two-word catchphrase that we all love to say when we were younger. And they're going up against Team Hell No. Obviously, these guys are a one-time tag team champions constructed of Kane and Daniel Bryan. Uh, the unique twist of these guys is they didn't actually pick the names themselves. It was done on a poll on Twitter. Um, and that's how the name got forward. Obviously, it's a team where they were forced through dysfunction, seeing a psychiatrist, and then they were formed together to join with AJ Lee, uh, forcing them to become a tag team. Obviously, one of their greatest matches was against the Shield in that six-man tag match that they had on and off with the Shield when the Shield first debuted with the likes of Ryback. They had Randy in there. They had all sorts of individual solo people put into there. Um, so for me... I'm going to have to go pretty much for the same reason as NWO because they started a movement and it was more my sort of era when I started getting into wrestling with the Attitude Era. And just plus, you can't... you you When you hear the terms DX and you hear Shawn Michaels, Triple H, you just instantly think that instant connection, that instant friendship where kind of like Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, that no matter how much they hate each other, when it comes to having the other person's back, they still will kind of do it, but they do it reluctantly, but they still then end up pulling out a win. Um, unfortunately for DX, with Shawn Michaels and Triple H, their last match was against the Brothers of Destructions, which was absolutely awful. Um, but I will not let that credit my decision in this pick, and I am going to go with DX, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. Excellent. Matt, what's your pick? This one was a real tough one, I think. Um I think Hal Knows Run is really underrated storytelling. It's probably one of the better, more recent WWE Franken teams as me and the, my friends dubbed them. Uh, the story behind it's two guys getting together to battle their anger was really good, really well told. DX, if we just went from DX's initial run, DX, DX walked this, but kind of the more recent runs have watered it down and watered it down uh, to a point that people... Look down on DX a bit, which I think is unfair. Uh, but I have gone DX because Shawn Michaels and Triple H are incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, it's just a shame that WWE don't know how to keep them apart when they bring them back. Understandable, yeah. Um, it's gonna be a clean sweep. Uh, for a group that started in '97 with just them and having China and Rick Rude behind them grew the way it did, uh, but then fizzled out really uh, early in 2000s. For them to rekindle the DX thing after Sean's uh, rebirth uh, through uh, religion and do everything they did in 2006 with Triple H doing the Rocky year stuff and uh, Sean doing the naive uh, side of things, it actually worked. And that's where I'm putting my vote on. We want to avoid the Crown Jewel or Super Showdown, whatever uh, event that was in Saudi Arabia, where Sean, the guy who was retired, carried the weight of everybody. But, yeah, I'm going DX. It's a clean sweep on that one. Next up, Matt. There's a, the Samigos in this one. This is the Mega Powers of Rand, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. Uh, again, don't look like they've ever held a tag team title, but do you need to put the tag titles on these boys? They're the two most recognisable names of that era. They're probably two of the most recognisable individual wrestlers of all time. Mm -hmm. And 
their story's famous. The mega powers explode is something you could say to a random stranger and they'd understand it. Um, and they're going up against, I think it's the shortest lived team you've uh, we've put in this bracket, the two-man power trip. Um, yeah, Stone Cold and Triple H. They got put together as part of, as under Vince McMahon. They were together for, I believe it was just over a month. I'm just going to double check that now. Yes, so they got together at the start of April 2001, disbanded May 24th, 2001, and they had a brief reunion in 2002. Still held the tag title, though, so, you know, we've got that going for them. I think if you be... I'm a big Triple H fan. Triple H is my favourite wrestler of all time. And I'm really wanting to go for two-man power trip, but you can't give it to guys who were only together a month. And the Mega Powers is possibly the best told story in wrestling history. It, there's some questionable things around it looking back now, but it's still almost perfect. So I've gone for the Mega Powers. Okay. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Two Man Power Trip were not around as long as they could. They had an amazing match getting the titles uh, with uh, Jericho and Benoit. Yes, I can mention that name on this show. Uh, but. If it weren't for the tearing of the quads of Triple H, who knows where the two-man power trip could have gone. We know uh, what happened with the Mega Powers from the time that the uh, handshake happened when Elizabeth uh, got Hogan to save the Macho Man from Randy uh, from Honky Tonk Man all the way to the uh, Twin Towers tossing Savage out onto Elizabeth and breaking up on Saturday night, and Friday night's main event. It's great storytelling for a year and a half uh, there. And Mega Powers definitely get my uh, vote, even though I'm not a Hogan fan. Kieran? Uh, again, obviously, just for duration of the team together, the storytelling behind it. Don't get me wrong, I believe the concept behind the two-man power trip was absolutely amazing. Uh, two men forcing themselves to get everything they wanted. I mean, at one point, didn't they have all the titles? At one point, they had the tag, the Intercontinental, and the WWF all at one point. And for me, um, kind of reminded me, well, it was kind of a start off of then what happened in TNA with Angle and Joe, where one of them ended up with all the belts and then one beat one and then there was a match for all the titles. And for me, I thought that was really good um, storage. And I believe it was kind of an ego play on both Austin and Triple H, which part, probably more Triple H, because um, obviously with the back end of Vince and stuff, Triple H could probably get away with blue murder. He could probably castrate someone live on tv and still have a job at the end of the week um but um yeah it'd have to be the mega powers just for duration and storytelling around the storyline of the breakup and everything yeah and it's the unfortunate part of the fact that uh it was during austin's ill-fated i want to be a heel run yeah so another uh, sweep with the mega powers advancing <laughs> moving on to our next matchup we have the bar taking on a rock and sock connection. Now the bar consists of uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. They were feuding at one point and then became a tag team together. Finally uh, solidifying it in September of 2016. And they lasted until April of 2019. In total, they had four raw tag team championships, one SmackDown uh, championship, and they were the WWE Tag Team of the Year in 2018. Now uh, we're going against the Rock and Sock Connection. 
course. It's the Rock and Mankind. And uh, they had that wonderful segment with This Is Your Life or the Happy Birthday mm -hmm. thing uh, together that went well over time. And they were uh, debuted together August 30th, 99, active from 99 to 2000, and even had uh, reunion at WrestleMania in 2004, losing to Legacy, or not Legacy, uh, Evolution, should I say. And uh, they had three WWE Tag Team title runs. Now, unfortunately, some of those title runs were only a week long. Uh, if even that, uh, maybe one on Raw and lost on SmackDown, just the way that things are being hot potatoed all the time. This is where a team that is made up of main eventers is not going to advance. Mid Carters that uh, actually, or at least I'm hoping, I don't know what your votes are going to be, should I say, <laughs> but for my vote, the bar is advancing because these are guys that were floundering nowhere and much like the New Age Outlaws became success. It's just unfortunate. And like the New Age Outlaws, success hasn't come after the breakup. Kieran? Um, again, because this really, really hurts me because Dwayne is, The Rock is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I believe the two of them put together was Comedy Gold. Like you said, this is that This Is Your Life segment was absolutely amazing. But that's just what Dwayne did back then. He took, he took someone, he grabbed a ball, he ran with it, and I think Mick Foley's creativeness around that segment as well was amazing. But you can't deny the fact that the bar were just, as a tag team, a more solid tag team, and the story around them becoming a tag team was a lot better suited. Plus, I do have a soft spot in my heart for Cesaro because I believe he's one of the greatest underrated wrestlers and workers of all time. The effort he puts into every match, um, I believe, is amazing. Case in point with his recent matches he had with um, Seth Rollins, I mean, those matches, yeah, they weren't long, but you could tell that there was a story behind the match. So for me, mean, mainly for my love for Cesaro and just the fact that the team worked a lot better, I'm going to bar as well. Excellent. And Matt, your pick. Yeah, it's another clean sweep, uh, the bar for me. It's two guys who are excellent as individuals, but together they've got a real natural chemistry. Um, and unfortunately, like you said, the success hasn't come after um, and which is really disappointing because I think Cesaro and Sheamus both looked incredible towards the end of last year, start this year. Um, the Rock and Start connection is just comedy gold. In the ring, The Rock's The Rock and Mick Foley's going to bump around like a maniac, but they've not got that same level of ability, unfortunately. So, yeah, the bar. Excellent. And wrapping up the first round, Kieran? I've got the Miz and Morrison versus the Brothers of Destruction. Now, this one was an interesting one for me. So you've got the Miz and Morrison. Miz is still probably one of the hardest working wrestlers out there. I mean, he's a long stay now with WWE, and he just seems to keep progressing and progressing and progressing, and everything WWE give him, he makes it gold. And uh, with Morrison, obviously, I wish Morrison didn't disappear for the years he did, going to do all the independent stuff because I would love to have seen what these two could have been if WWE actually put some faith into Morrison. Um, they debuted together in 2007. During their time together, they did win three tag team titles. Obviously, the one being most recent where they teamed back up uh, to win the Raw tag team titles. Uh, they did also win Team of the Year by PWI in 2008. 
going against the Brothers of Destruction for abbreviation purposes. I'm going to call them BOD. Uh, the BOD were formed in 1998. Obviously, they've teamed up together on and off uh, over the years since then. Obviously, the most recent one being that terrible, terrible match we're not going to talk about. Uh, I believe the gimmick of these two being put together was amazing. Obviously, there were two broken family members going across. Kane killed someone. Undertaker actually killed them and having then Undertaker come back and then Kane come back out of nowhere to save his brother just made it more emphasis of that family connection will still go through no matter what's happened in the past. What I like about the Brothers of Destruction as well is they are three-time champs together as well. Two-time WWF and one-time WCW during that glorious invasion where titles were held by literally pretty much everybody. Um, but you again, you can't devised them as their solo careers were amazing but it doesn't matter how many years went past where they didn't team together you mentioned the brothers of destruction teaming together it got headlines because you knew the star power that was going to be in there so my vote on this one it hurts me to say it because i do have a lot of respect for miz and the years he's put in but i am going to go brothers of destruction and matt what is your pick uh yeah i'm sending the brothers of destruction through to the next round they're they're iconic. It's an iconic tag team. It's a simple story that they overcomplicate, but it's it's still engaging constantly. And it's two big dudes beating people up. It's what wrestling's about at its core, really, isn't it? Uh, the Miz, like Kieran says, so much respect. The development that guy's put in since he appeared from reality TV and is now a multi-time champion is insane. And John Morrison going away made a big, brave decision to do that. Come back, doesn't look like he's missed a step. Uh, so, yeah, much respect to them, but they're not brothers of destruction. So, they're going through for me. This is going to be the first one that is not a clean sweep. I am throwing my <laughs> vote. Not that it matters now, because you guys <laughs> already voted uh, them out. But I'm going for Miz and Morrison, uh, the dirt sheet uh, guys because they have such good chemistry together. I always wanted to have at least a run with their wives uh, by their, their side and then have the dissension of splitting up, but they split them up uh, now anyways without that uh, element needed in there. And now Miz is over on Dancing with the Stars and away for a bit. And, of course, we got John Morrison doing God knows what uh, backstage. Uh, but I think they're very underrated. Uh, especially for the tender that they've been around 17 years, I think, for Morrison, uh, 16-ish for uh, Miz. And everything that they uh, got through is just amazing. Like, Miz was banished from the locker room so many times. But Brothers of Destruction are moving on to the next round, which we'll look at the uh, results and hop into the uh, – Next round with Matt starting off, but New Age Outlaws uh, clean sweep. All these are clean sweep, should I say, except for the last one. But New Age Outlaws advance, The Outsiders, Two Dudes with Attitude, DIY, DX, Mega Powers, The Bar, and Brothers of Destruction. Setting up the New Age Outlaws against The Outsiders, The uh, Two Dudes with Attitude against DIY, DX against Mega Powers, then The Bar against Brothers of Destruction. Matt, you get the first one, which is New Age Outlaws against the Outsiders. Yeah, a real tough one, this, for a uh, second round. Um, 
two long-standing tag teams, but for me, it's got to be the outsiders. They revolutionised the industry. Um, we've kind of been over it all before, so I don't want to dwell on it, but yeah, the outsiders for the change they brought. Yeah, I like the outsiders. Uh, just a lot of uh, stuff going on. And the watering down of the NWO kind of takes it away from me. But the New Age Outlaws were always consistent. So I'm going Outlaws and leaving Kieran to have to break the tie. I don't like tiebreaker questions. <laughs> um, so for me, it's... It, Sorry. Uh, uh, this one's a tough one for me because I like both the teams. And I believe, like you said, uh, outsiders revolutionized the industry on the WCW side. The New Age Outlaws kind of did it with the WWF at the time. But if you're looking at just tag team prowess, it's got to be the New Age Outlaws, unfortunately. Um, I'm putting the New Age Outlaws for Interesting. Yeah. So that could be a little bit of an upset, depending on your concept. I know it's probably an upset for Matt uh, in this case, but we'll see what other people uh, think. They can always send us a message on our uh, Facebook page and uh, see if we got it right or wrong. Next up is Two Dudes with Attitude, Shawn Michaels and Diesel against DIY. I'm going with DIY because of what we said earlier, the storytelling. Shawn and Diesel had storytelling almost the same as DIY with the uh, getting together and the breakup and get back together. So they're both somewhat the same parallels, but I think the action and storytelling was deeper with DIY than 2Ds with Attitude. Kieran? I, I'm going to go DIY just for the love of the work I've seen Champa and Gargano do. I mean, let's face it, you can't mention NXT without those two names being mentioned with the greatest performance on it. Um, Two dudes of attitude, yeah. Obviously, at the time, they were the biggest thing they've got. But I still see such a bright upside for Gargano and Champa in the industry, whether it be with WWE or elsewhere. Because <coughs> rumors Gargano's taken everything off of his Twitter page represents NXT. <coughs> but I don't think, obviously, with all that going on, I don't. I I think he'll probably stay just for security at this point. But anyway, that, that, that's going from it. DIY to go through for me. And Matt, is it a sweep or two dudes getting a vote? Yeah, DIY are, are getting a reputation of, of sweeping now because it's another three votes for them. Uh, they're just, for me, they're one of the most complete tag teams of all time. And it's just unfortunate that they're constantly beating other good teams to move on. Uh, but yeah, DIY for me. Excellent. Just want to remind everybody, we're uh, doing the uh, Wrestling with ALS version of our uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament. So thank you, everybody, for being a part of uh, this great event. Make sure you're uh, sending in donations or uh, doing any of the silent auctions. Uh, money is going to a great cause with ALS research, and uh, we're happy that uh, Matthew Terry and everybody put this t event together. Uh, carrying on with the... Uh, Second round, top guys against top guys, DX against the Mega Powers. Kieran, oh, I'm gonna have to go on this one. This one's a tough one because they're both really massive names in the industry. 
but I'm going to go based on storyline and the way it impacted the people around that time, and I am going to have to put the Mega Powers through, I think. Okay. And Matt, your pick. Yeah, I, I said it earlier. I'm a huge, huge Triple H fan. Uh, DX were the first tag team I really got into, um, even though it was more of a faction then. Um, him and Sean are two of the greatest workers of all time. Yeah, DX. DX. Okay, and I am going to go with Mega Powers, only for the fact that they we're kind of looking at the success of DX, uh, this team being 06. Nothing really rememberable, a lot of shenanigans with uh, the McMahon family, uh, more so than anything. The storytelling with the uh, Mega Powers getting Randy the belt, getting the belt back to Hogan a year later. So much uh, good stuff in the conspiracy where Hogan was touching Elizabeth where he shouldn't have. You never know. Uh, but, yeah, so just storyline-wise, uh, no titles involved, but I'm going with uh, Mega Powers. Matt, the bar against Brothers of Destruction. So, yeah, uh, four real big dudes, big host match. Uh, I'd go to the bar. I think they're just better workers, and I think the work rate deserves it. Um, but I imagine that's an unpopular opinion. So, yeah, the bar for me. Okay. Well, it's not so unpopular because I'm going with the bar, too, because of the significance of their uh, title reigns compared to what the Brothers of Destruction had. Uh, just not as long-term. There was more prop-oriented, uh, I think, with them having the titles than storyline-wise. They were in situations where the belts were involved. The Brothers of Destruction did not need them. The bar needed them to be successful and being taken seriously. Kieran. This is shocking because it's actually going to be a clean sweep for the bar on this one for me. Um, I just think the storyline of how they got together, how they tied the name in together, and again, just my love for both of these guys being two of the greatest actual workers, putting the effort in to rejuvenate themselves, rebrand themselves at every opportunity they get and to take every opportunity they get as well to shine when they do get it. Yeah, bar. They are the bar. So that concludes round number two with a couple of uh, lopsided I mean, tiebreakers needed. New Age Outlaws advanced uh, with a tiebreaker 2-1. DIY had a sweep to advance to go against the Outlaws. The Mega Powers had a 2-1 uh, victory over DX. And the Bar just uh, swept the Brothers of Destruction to move into the semifinals to take on the Mega Powers. Some uh, star power in each uh, bracket uh, matchup. Mega star power uh, for one of them. But I think it's shaking out uh, pretty good where that's where tag team wrestlers should be as opposed to having it, the main eventers, uh, coming through. With basically the only main eventers being uh, the mega powers making it this far. Out. I get to, I think that's me. Yes, it's me for this one. Uh, we have, I need a refresher. The New Age Outlaws against DIY. Um, a lot of tag team titles beat with the Outlaws. 
they ran in a faction DIY storytelling. I'm going to go with the outlaws because they uh, held the titles for a significant time, even though the DIY team had good title defenses in their one and only reign. If that makes any sense to people that are following my logic. So new age outlaws. Kieran. See, my logic's the same as yours, but in my head, I've got the what if. What if Champa didn't get injured on that WrestleMania uh, build-up three years ago where they were supposed to be in that WrestleMania um, tag team ladder match uh, for the tag titles? What would that have done? That That's my mindset. And then obviously with Champa getting injured, they rejuvenated the storyline to do the turn. And I thought that was amazing. So... I'm going to go DIY on my side here just for my love of those two as workers. Yeah, this round is the tougher one because you're narrowing it down to everything. Matt, yeah. tiebreaker, what do you got? So I think you've kind of all summarized it. If you're going for length of gold, you're going New Age Outlaws. If you're going for storyline, you're going for DIY. So then to me, it comes on who is technically the better tag team, and then it's DIY. I, I love Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn's a fantastic wrestler who doesn't get a due deserve because The Rock buried him in one promo. <laughs> Completely stopped his career. Um, but oh, DIY. My name's Billy. And I just want King of the Ring. <laughs> oh, yes. The Mr. Ass. And the... Yeah, that's a little bit embarrassing uh, over there. Here, our last matchup in the uh, semifinals Mega Powers against The Bar. Uh, oh. I'm gonna go again because it's a, again, it's that the storytelling for me behind both teams and how they created was really good. The mega power side of it was a lot better, but I believe that the mega power team was more fail formed around the WWF title at the time, where the bar is was formed to be a tag team. So I am going to have to go just with that principle if this is a tag team thing. And I believe that at any time they could come back as a tag team, I'm going to go bar. And Matt? This one's this one's real tough because I've, I voted for um, Meg Powers to go out round one and I voted for the bar every time. I think we have to keep voting for the bar. They're... They're just technically okay. a better team. And what they what I'd enjoy watching more. Um and I think that's gonna be the deciding factor for all these semifinals because they're so close. Yeah, well, uh the bar is moving on. Uh in this one. I and diehard uh, Macho Man Randy Savage fan, you guys already voted the bar to move ahead. Not a Hogan fan, but the storyline was great. I am though picking the bar because of the way they were an actual tag team that were successful and got the gold. They didn't need the gold over with uh, the Mega Powers. And that was what made Cesaro and Sheamus viable as a team. Uh, without it, they were just two people thrown together. They actually then started dressing alike and being a team, which, yeah, can't go wrong with that. So that brings us to our finals, and Matt's going to get to start that one. But just a quick recap, DIY beat the New Age Outlaws 2-1, and the bar swept the Mega Powers. 
Leading us to our finals, DIY versus The Bar. Matt, are you sticking with what you just said? Because you said you were voting The Bar all the way through, but now you get DIY. In the most DIY way possible, I'm going to have them coming up just short at the final. But can I ask WWE to please book this match? I don't care that none of them are together now. Just make it. Just book it. Um, but yeah, I'm going for the bar. I, I think look, I love DIY, but they, they've been the underdogs all along, and the bar have just got all that gold backing them up. Four phenomenal wrestlers, great tag team chemistry. There's just too much gold. So yeah, the bar for me. Yeah, and it looks like the bar are our winners because I'm picking the bar, and Kieran. Your vote really doesn't matter, but is it a sweep? No, it is I not a sweep. Looked, I'm standing okay, I, know <laughs> I just feel that the build-up around DIY becoming a team, the storyline in between it, and then, as Matt said earlier, with the, the manipulation by Champa for the team to become a gather again to then split up, I, I, I have to vote DIY, unfortunately. I know it doesn't matter, but I'm going DIY anyway. Yeah. No, that matters your vote. Uh, at least I want to acknowledge your vote. And right there, as you see on screen, Seamus and Cesaro are our winners of this tournament. Um, there is a chance that they could get back together because, uh, what is it, this past weekend, uh, when people are watching uh, this uh, episode, uh, the draft picks are in effect because uh, Crown Jewel is over. And Cesaro and Sheamus are both on SmackDown. So there is a chance that this team could get back together. Uh, Johnny Gargano at the moment is still with uh, NXT, and Ciampa is still the NXT uh, champion. So going into Halloween Havoc, who knows what the future holds. But if that matchup ever happened, wow. But I want to thank you guys for being a part of this. This is your chance to plug anything you would like. And uh, we'll uh, turn it back over to the uh, next show. Kieran? Uh, just all of the socials at the minute. I haven't got anything majorly booked in. I am part of the Wrestling with ALS weekend. I have got some podcasts being dropped on that. Uh, of which they won't be live. They will be pre-recorded just because of the time difference because I'm UK-based. But I am doing my part to do that, um, that as well. So if you want to... Follow me on Twitter. It's at KJ Pro Wrestling One. Uh, Instagram is KJPWP. Facebook is underscore KJPWP. And you can also see me on the Jonas Podcast Network just to see some of my past ones where I've guested on people's shows. And I've done a couple before I had to take a little hiatus for medical reasons as well. Excellent. Yeah, I know that one, our regular show, is uh, on hiatus at the moment. Matt, what would you like to uh, plug before we get out of here? Um, so, my podcast, KWO Wrestling Podcasts, we went real big in October. We're coming up to our one-year anniversary in November. Survivor Series will be our one-year anniversary. Uh, so, in October, we've released a podcast every weekend so far this month. Halloween weekend, we've got a retro review of Halloween Havoc with a former podcast partner of mine coming up, uh, Halloween Havoc 99. And then we've also got our review of Bound for Glory 2021 coming up. Uh, so, yeah, 
get over to KWO Wrestling Podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're also on the Johnny's Network. Uh, yeah, give us a listen, give us a like, and stay tuned because we come out pretty regular at the moment. Touch wood. <laughs> yeah, I know that uh, feeling. Like I just said, uh, I've been off with a uh, foot injury and uh, trying to do stuff that everybody else is doing hasn't been uh, for me, but we are doing a weekly uh, thing with This Week in History. Jonesy and I take a uh, trip through the rich history of our great sport uh, Thursdays at noon, and that's available on uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook. Also on our uh, podcast, being on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your podcasts from, we have our store over at uh, prowrestlingtees.com backslash scumbags wrestling where you can uh, buy any of our t-shirts and support Gary uh, Mall Formation, which is uh, Stevens Wrestling Journey. Uh, there's our uh, shirt there that goes to uh, support his outlet. So many ways of getting involved. And Kieran has one of our shirts, the Scumbags Podcast uh, t-shirt. So you can get that and many more at our store at uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. And, of course, uh, we always have the uh, Predictions League for all our pay-per-views. You can win a uh, championship. Kieran is in the top uh, echelon. I believe you're going to I'm, the yeah, final. I'm third. I think I'm third um, at the moment. Yep, but I think you actually advanced to the uh, final uh, set, uh, set as well with the top five. So uh, you can always join him uh, with that. So that's the uh, Predictions League for all our NXT Impact Wrestling, AEW, and WWE uh, pay-per-views. Have some fun. Bragging rights for people uh, with that. And as you see, running along our uh, thing, we're on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Facebook's the easiest way to get in touch with me. Email us, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, and check out our website, scumbagswrestling.ca. think I got everything out there, and uh, want to thank everybody for tuning into this, supporting Wrestling with ALS. Make sure you uh, donate and get your bids in for any of the items that are up for auction. So we're going to turn this over to our friends on the show and this uh, stream and wish you a great afternoon. Take care. See you later, guys. Sayonara, guys. <laughs>